I cannot let my growth and my confidence get impacted by other people. Feeling shame, being embarrassed, doesn't mean it should stop you. Of course you have the freaking right to feel confident. It's hard, you have to work at it, it's like a muscle, you have to build it. But of course you have the right and don't you dare let anyone tell you otherwise. How do I talk about my accomplishments confidently without sounding conceited? Where is the line between confident and vain? I love this question so much because I totally understand the conflict you are currently in. You can be so proud of your accomplishments. You've probably worked really freaking hard. There's probably been nights, weekends, blood, sweat and freaking tears that you've put in for these accomplishments and you feel freaking good about them and you want to tell the world because you're proud. And then you go out in the world and you tell people. And now you start getting these weird looks. People get uncomfortable. No one's actually reacting the way you want them to react. You want people to be like, oh my God, I can't believe you've done that. And yet other people either change the subject, maybe they just go quiet. And so now you start to feel like, well, hang on a minute, what am I doing wrong? I've worked so freaking hard. I've busted my ass to get where I am. And now even just saying it out loud is now making other people really uncomfortable. It can be so... Um, confusing and it can really actually diminish insight it did for me at least it diminished how I felt about my accomplishments so this was really struggling for me so I had to break it down and realize okay am I proud of my accomplishments am I proud of what I did yes now I can be proud of them but I can still be sensitive to the outside world. And what I mean by sensitive is, is that we all live in our own heads. And so sadly, unfortunately, this is just human nature. When you sit with somebody, if someone is struggling with something, if someone is, let's say, wants to have an accomplishment like you, and they're working hard and they just keep failing. Now, when you come to them and you are so like, yeah, enjoy and you want everyone to celebrate and you feel confident and you feel good about it. What it's actually doing to the other person is they're just seeing in your success, all the failures they currently are going through. And that can be really, really tough to swallow. And so in those moments, some people may retreat. Some people may actually backlash. Some people may tell you to be quiet. And so I realized that there's two things happening here. There's one, am I proud of what I did? And how the hell do I not let other people, whether they're struggling or not, you wanna have, of course, the empathy, but even with the empathy, if they're struggling, don't let their struggle like diminish your accomplishment. And that was very important to me. It was very important to me to say, I am proud of this. And no matter how the, other, the world out there reacts, I'm so confident on what I did, how I did it, and that I freaking showed up. And I have to believe it to my core because I know I cannot be looking outside for those, um, those validations. And so I make sure, first and foremost, I validate myself in my own achievements. And that's where the, like, and I feel freaking confident invalidating myself. Now, in talking about them, it just is a different um, way of thinking. It's a different way of showing up. It's a, who are you talking to? Who can you comfortably share these accomplishments that you know someone's gonna be waving the pom-poms behind you and they're so excited to hear it. But if someone isn't, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be confident about it. And that doesn't mean that your accomplishments aren't freaking amazing. It just means that the other people around you, whether it's a group, whether it's family, whether it's business, friends, whatever, it just means that they may be going through something where they can't hear it. And so it will be so freaking important for you to make sure that you still feel very, very confident and are um, encouraged and are joyful about the achievements in and of itself. 
and then after that then you can deal with when you're speaking to people how do you show up and talk about it and the second part of your question which is where is the line between confident and vain it all depends are you saying like look how good i am look at my shit did you see that i'm like come on now come on you didn't see that well i think i'm the shit that to me is being vain confidence is I did a great job. I'm proud of myself that I did this, that I overcame this, and that I am here now. That is confidence. That's not saying, well, shit, look at me, look how great I am. That's saying, no, 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 I'm confident that I did the right thing, or that I'm saying the right thing, or maybe not, you're not always gonna say the right thing. In fact, scratch that. You're confident in the fact that you went from one place to another, and you did the work. That's it. You can be you're confident that that journey existed and confident that you were the one that did the work. So to me, those are the two differences between confidence and being vain. If you feel that like super freaking cockiness, like where you're just like, I, I'm, I'm so the shit, that's fucking vain, that's vain. Um, and so to me, that's the barometer. If you start thinking like that, okay, you've spilled into taking the confidence and now you think that nothing can touch you. How do you deal with an insecure person making you feel guilty for your newfound confidence? Like friends who are used to being less confident, kind of giving you flack for actually starting to feel good. Oh, okay, this is a tricky one. You go from this is who I am to now I'm working on myself and I want growth. It's very tricky that first like step into the new life that you want to live. And the reason why it's tricky is you have an entire history of, um, of a relationship with other people. You literally have, you know, you just mentioned your friends. I don't know how long you've been with your friends, but let's talk, assume it's friends and family. So people have known you for years and years and years and years and years. And us as humans, we kind of, it, it makes us comfortable to think of a certain person as this way. You are this way, you are this way. Think of how many people, in fact, we all do it. Guys, how many of us have actually done it? Well, we've seen someone like J-Lo, who's an amazing freaking dancer and an amazing singer, then start movies. I personally didn't say, because I love my J-Lo, but how many people are like, who the hell does she think she is, this singer trying out the acting thing? Well, no, hang on a minute. For we knew, she's been acting for 20 years. She's never, never done it in front of the camera. but. My point being is it feels comfortable for us to put us, each other and everybody else into these buckets. So just understand that that's where you're starting from, that you are currently in a bucket. Now, how other people see you in this bucket, but you are in a bucket. And now what you're doing is you're taking yourself out of it and you're saying, I want more. It can be difficult for other people to understand and actually adapt to the fact that, oh my God, well, well who are you now? Well, well, what bucket do I put you in? So it's going to sometimes cause anxiety for other people. Knowing that just now allows you to address the actual issue um, with your eyes wide open. Right? So, okay, you know now I want growth, I want to do better, I'm so confident, I'm really, like, I'm really working on myself and I'm so freaking proud that I'm confident and all of a sudden I'm now this person that can set boundaries. Well, you can imagine everyone around you who you never had any boundaries with, all of a sudden you're saying to them, oh, actually now I'm putting parameters around you. They just don't perceive it as being feeling good. So everybody, everybody sees it from their own perspective. So when you're coming, you're seeing it from yours. You're saying, I'm finding this newfound confidence and other people are getting in the way, right? Perfect example. So we all see it from our own, our own stance. 
So now put yourself in your friend's shoes if, or your family's shoes. If you're the one that is seeking the confidence, if you're the one that is seeking the growth and they aren't, whether we like it or not, Sometimes, especially if people have insecurities, like really deep insecurities, they won't be able to see past how that is a reflection of them, how your growth, how, uh, how your um, development is a reflection of them not growing, not developing. In fact, perfect example, because I'm such a visual person, perfect example is when you go to the gym, right? Let's say you are um, overweight and you have an overweight friend and you're like, this is the year I want to get healthy. I want to love my life. I want to feel the energy. I want to like, like you have a vision of what you want. I want to run a marathon, whatever it is. And so one person starts going on that journey. Well, now what happens is your reflection of you losing weight, the reflection of you getting healthy, being able to run, where maybe both of you bonded over getting on the elevator together. Well, now one of you is like, I'm not getting on the elevator. I'm taking the stairs. Like I need, I want to, you know, get the exercise in. So now you're changing the dynamic, you're changing the relationship, which isn't bad. I'm just giving you the facts. You're changing. And so in that change, you're now highlighting all the things that they felt as normal, as safe, as taking the elevator with their, with their friend, as you know, eating that cake, that fudge cake at the end of every meal when, um, when you do girls night. Now all of your behavior change is now a reflection of them and now they have to take a hard look at themselves. And it's tough, guys, it really is. And I say that with other compassion. It's just not easy. And so what I do now is I just go, okay, my confidence cannot have a reflection of how other people treat me. If other people try and keep me down, if other people try and tell me, oh my God, you've changed and I don't know who you are. I cannot let my growth and my confidence get impacted by other people. Boom, number one. But just like I exp expressed, Number two is just understanding the other person, the other person's perspective and how your change and your growth will make them feel and how it will reflect on them. I'm, again, I'm not saying that this is right. I'm just saying we're humans. We all have a perspective and we all have insecurities and we all have our own feelings. And so just at least understanding that helps you then hopefully approach certain situations with some, um, to be honest, kindness. That's really it. It's like, I don't want my confidence to make other people feel badly. Like I really don't. But the truth is, I still want to be confident and I still want to grow. So there are ways to deal with it. There's ways to talk to your friends. There's ways to, you know, um, talk to people about your growth without making them feel badly. But that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that you should not be freaking proud of it. It doesn't mean you should not talk about your uh, how you found this new confidence. It doesn't mean that you should lessen or diminish your confidence because of how it impacts others. Just be sensitive to it. Okay, there's a huge difference. Do not diminish, diminish your confidence. Do not fake that you are not confident if you really are. But just be sensitive to the people you are talking to when your newfound swagger comes on or whatever you want to call it, um, just be sensitive to that it's going to impact people. And if there are people that really don't care and their own emotions are just too overwhelming and they can't see it and all they want to do is bring you down because, oh my God, like, yes, your confidence is just making them feel bad. And then you see the evil side of them and they come and they're just trying to tear you down. At that point, to be honest to me, I'd be like, I, just want, I don't want them in my life. Like I'm trying to approach them. Like, who do you want to be? I want to be a good friend. I'm going to approach them with some um, sweetness, kindness, sensitivity, empathy.
But let me tell you, if they're going to keep going, if they're going to try and tear me down, if they're going to try and make me feel less than, peace, I'm out of there. So I've, because I've given them the grace, that's actually why. I have the confidence to leave that friendship because I came in with all the best intentions and actually trying to think of them. And if they cannot do the same, then, hey, let's face it, friendship, friendships are 50 freaking 50, period. So you should never just be giving, 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 giving to somebody else who is so insecure that they cannot finally give back or hear you or appreciate you. So there's a lot of nuance there, guys, but it is very, very important that you make sure no matter what, no matter who is in your life, no matter how much you like them, no matter how much you love them, no matter how much you mean to them, that you do not allow them to negatively affect your newfound confidence. If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with hires as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is the negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about? That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa, all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. What daily routine or practice can you help me stay on top of feeling confident? All right, guys, this is such a great question because that's the thing. You feel confident. It isn't a 
a binary, you either have it or you don't. So it's going to be like anything. It's going to be like happiness. It's going to be like sadness. It freaking ebbs and flows. So the question is amazing because it really is, what do I do to my daily routine so that I can maintain this? So I can stay on top of it. That's so beautiful. But here's going to be a couple of things that I'm going to throw out that you guys can easily do that I do personally. Let's take this shoot. Right. You guys probably think, oh, well, Lisa, she shows up and she just does her thing. Oh, oh, no, I don't. Oh, my God. I have to, like, gear up. I actually have to get my mind. And, in fact, Eric, come here. I'm sorry, guys. This is going to be weird. I'm going to bring Eric on set. Come on, Eric. I'm going to tell. What did I just literally tell you? Look at the camera, and I want you to tell these guys. What did I tell you that we need to start doing before I step in front of the camera from now on? Bump music right before every shoot. Get some speakers and... Um... Boom. I literally, thank you, Eric. I literally said to Eric, like, let's put fingers and speakers in here because what I want to do, it takes me like about three times to get an episode started. So you guys know, I literally have all these false starts because I'm like, hey, God, I was like, oh God, I don't have the energy. All right, let's do it. All right, guys, what up? This is Lisa. Oh no, I kind of felt kind of crap. That's how I show up every single time I'm on camera. And so I literally said to Eric, you know what, Eric, we just need freaking music. I listen to my, my um, AirPods, but music is my jam. It gets me in a state. It takes me out of my head and it literally just gets my body going. So first of all, one thing, music. Every single morning when I work out, I listen to music. Every time I want to show up feeling freaking badass, I listen to music. My jam, my song of choice, is Survivor by Destiny's Child. Just listen to the lyrics, guys. Like, I'm a survivor. Like, ah! no matter what you're going through, they cover all of that in that song. So I just get amped. So I listen to music. And then, like I said, as I come onto this show or, and, and step in front of the camera, I have to gear up. Now, what is my gear up? My hair. My hair. My hair is the gear up. The necklace. All right? Take, take a little look. Oh, my wonder woman. I wear my Wonder Woman necklace because when I put it on, and this is a habit and a routine, I have purposely cultivated. This isn't by accident. When I first put it on, I was like, oh, this is cute. And I was like, oh, what if I can I use this as some sort of symbol? Like, how can I use this to help me? And I really do that. Look, my hand, like I get my whole body. And I'm like, ah, oh, every time I put it on, I'm reminding myself of what I'm made of. All right. So now if I tell myself time and time and time again, every single morning I put on this necklace, this is what you're made of, Lisa. This is what you're made of. Well, all of a sudden now, as soon as I feel it, as soon as I see it in the mirror, I go, that's what you're made of. Now this necklace, this is very symbolic to me. I'm just giving you examples of me and then you can hopefully translate it in your life. This necklace, this pretty damn heavy. When we started Quest, when I didn't believe in myself, when I had no idea what the hell I was doing, where I, um, I didn't feel like I belonged in the business world. I saved every penny, every single penny. I was so driven to save my house because my house was on the line for the company that I refused to spend even a dime on jewelry. And so flash forward, company does very well. I buy myself a piece of jewelry. And because of the weight of it, and because of the fact that I didn't allow myself jewelry in the, in the past, when I look in this mirror, it reminds me of who I was and where I am now. It reminds me of my journey. So other people may if I can oh, you got a big, you know, um, show off necklace. I don't give a shit. Fine, you can judge me. I don't care. It means something to me. So going back to confidence, same with the watch. This shit's heavy, guys. <laughs> but I love it. It gives me a motivation because when I'm relaxed, when I'm out of like camera mode, my hair is up. I don't have any makeup on. I got my onesie on. I don't have the jewelry and I feel a different way. 
And so knowing that, how do I suit up for confidence and how do I dress, um, undress, that sounds a little rude, how do I decompress and I use all of this, literally. So jewelry, makeup, hair, the clothes I wear, I knew this episode was gonna be about confidence. So I was like, all right, I've got two choices. I either show my arms, because that makes me feel confident, or I wear bright colors. So I chose bright colors today. But if you want to show up as a routine, you have to pay attention to these tiny little things that we do on a daily basis. And so those were the two that I'm just gonna throw out. So it's the music, easy, have your jam, have a favorite song, have maybe even have a couple on like when I need to boost my confidence, when I need to tell myself that I have zero confidence, I have to remind myself that I do. Maybe you listen to a different song. So just get to know yourself, get to know how it feels when you listen to the song, when you put on the jewelry, maybe it's not jewelry for you. Maybe it's um, like a, I don't know, a freaking Target sweater. Freaking love Target. So like whatever it is, it doesn't even matter what it is. How do you feel when you do it and can you lean into it? That's the key. I lean into it. I was like, oh, okay, I can remind myself of this. And now I just instinctually believe it. So it's like, what came before, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Did I make it up and then feel it or did I feel it and then make it up? Who knows? At the end of the day, I don't care. The goal is when I dress up like this and I step in front of the camera and I play my music, you better freaking believe I'm feeling confident. How do you determine if you have the right to have confidence, especially when you have not accomplished your goals? Oh my God. Wow. I didn't expect this question to come because it so has thrown me off. Like, of course you've got the right to have confidence. To me, confidence isn't about accomplishment. Those are actually very different. Have you accomplished something? And are you confident? Those are so separate. So confident means to me, is how do you feel about yourself when you do something? Are you nervous? Are you fearful? Are you strong? Are you worried? Are you confident, right? It's a feeling, but there is no right. Imagine I said, do you have the right to be happy? Well, Jesus, that's just a horrible question to ask someone. Of course you have the right to be happy. So. I want to just nix the idea that you don't have the right to be confident, you 100%. And I want to nix the idea that accomplishment and confidence are actually the same thing, because they're not. So there you go. Of course you have the freaking right to feel confident. It's hard, you have to work at it, it's like a muscle, you have to build it. But of course you have the right, and don't you dare let anyone tell you otherwise. Don't you dare let anyone tell you otherwise. And if they do, you send them to me. I'll have at them. How do you come back from embarrassment and not let it affect your confidence? I love this question so much because you're so freaking right. Shame, embarrassment, guilt, all of these things really do play into whether we actually have confidence or not. And sometimes one of these things can knock us so much freaking off kilter that we actually feel like we're not allowed or we don't have the confidence to get back up. So I actually really love this question and I really want to dive deep. But this is actually really important. It was the one reminder that I was like, oh, feeling shame, being embarrassed, doesn't mean it should stop you. It doesn't mean it should actually dent your ego. You can actually have embarrassment and learn from it and be empowered by it. And you're probably thinking, how the hell am I gonna do that? I'm about to tell you the story. Okay, so it's early days of Quest. We're starting up. Um, We literally save every penny. As I said, I wouldn't allow myself to buy jewelry. I was collecting um, coupons and clippings and all of that stuff to just try and save as much money as we had, or we could. 
a house was on the line, so everything was in service of making sure that you save your house. So it's my auntie's wedding. And she invites me, obviously I'm in America, it costs a lot to travel, so I saved every penny and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to the UK, it's my auntie's wedding, I can't not go, but I can't afford to like buy a new dress or like buy new shoes. So, um, all right, well, you know, because I'm always goal oriented, so my goal is, okay, my goal is to save the house. So I was like, okay, do I really wanna spend any money, go out and buy a new dress? No, I'd rather save the house. So I was very confident in my decision. I was like, all right, Lisa, you know where you've made your decision. You're not gonna buy a new dress. Let me see what I've got in my closet. I dig out an old dress that I've had for like, you know, eight years or something. Many people have seen me in it many, many times. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna wear this dress. So I pull it out, I've made the decision. I'm strong, I'm confident in my decision. I know why I'm doing it. I tell myself over and over, you're doing it in service of saving your house, Lisa. You and your hubby, you're in it together. You're, you're, you're giving it up for the team even though you would love a new dress and even though you know every person there is going to have a new dress it doesn't matter Lisa so I was so confident I was like yes I got this shit so go to England I'm so happy to be there I put on this dress I step out of my room and you can guess everyone's looking stunning everyone's looking amazing everyone has all these new dresses everyone's literally like oh do you like my new dress oh do you like me and I kept self-soothing I was embarrassed to go into this question I was embarrassed I was embarrassed that I said I had all these big dreams and I'm gonna to go to America and they're gonna make it huge. And years later, here I am back in my hometown with my family where I'm actually financially at least behind everyone else. Everyone else has bought new dresses. Everyone else has got their hair done. Everyone else got their nails done. And that here I was in a dress that I've had for like five to eight years. I can't remember, it was so old. And the shame and embarrassment, it was like, I told people I was going to go make it in Hollywood. I told them I was going to be the next movie director. I told them that I'm going to live out the dream. And it's kind of far from the freaking dream. But I still reminded myself, why am I doing it? So I kept telling myself, you're doing it for the greater good, Lisa. You're doing it for your house. You're doing it for your husband. You're doing it for the goal. Remember, 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 remember the goal. And so I held strong. I get in the car. My whole family's there, we're in the car, and just as we pull into the parking lot of the church, we get out, and my sister, who I love more than life itself, turned around to me, and she's a jokester, she turned around to me, she goes, oh, that old dress again. Oh, my heart, my heart. Now, look, I love my sister, she didn't mean it, we're very close, um, and so even knowing her, for her, it was kind of probably a way of saying, oh, look, I know, look how, I know, how well I know you, oh, look, that old dress. But <laughs> in the moment where you're fragile, in the moment where you feel like you're just about to break, in the moment where you've focused on, I'm gonna be confident, I'm gonna be confident, I'm gonna be confident, and then you feel that crack coming, sometimes there's no freaking stopping it. And I'm not a crier, guys, but in that moment, the freaking waterworks came. I burst into tears, so much so that my family were like, what the fuck just happened? Like, what happened to Lisa? No one realized it was over this comment because it was such a half-handed comment. But you can imagine in that moment, oh, the shame, the embarrassment, the shame and the embarrassment, guys. I did feel it and I couldn't hold it in. I just, all the confidence I had broke in that moment and it wasn't easy. And in that moment, if I didn't remind myself of why I had built the confidence to wear that dress in the first place, I think I would have, I would have 
actually let it change my mind and break me and maybe reassess my goals. That's some hard truth right there. But I didn't. I reminded myself of why I chose not to buy a new dress. I reminded myself of how confident I was when I came into this situation. I reminded myself of who I was and why I was doing what I was doing. And that yes, it's embarrassing. Yes, I feel some shame and guilt, and not even guilt. Yes, I feel some embarrassment. Yes, I feel some shame. But so freaking what? Am I still true to my goal? Hells yeah. Was I confident in why I showed up in that dress in the first place? Hells yeah. So what can I do in this very moment right now where I have zero confidence that I can immediately snap myself back and realize what I'm doing it for? In that moment, guys, what I told myself is, Lisa, one day, one day you're going to buy the best freaking beautiful tailor-made dress and you're going to show yourself that this sacrifice, that the fact that you're not going to um, let this embarrassment take over you, the fact that you're going to come back stronger because of the embarrassment, you're going to show yourself that it was worth it. And one day, one day you're going to have that freaking dress that you have fought so damn hard for. And what happened, guys? Five years later, Quest became the second fastest growing company in North America by Inc. 500. They invited us to their red carpet event and I wore a tailor Gucci dress with Louboutin red bottom heels. How's that for freaking taking embarrassment and shame and not letting it affect your freaking confidence? How can I make my confidence and self-love more consistent? Some days I love myself so much but then the next day I hate myself more than my worst enemy. How can I love the woman that I am all the time? Wow, that's, um, that's extremely vulnerable for you to say and thank you for being so open and honest about that because saying that you can love yourself and hate yourself isn't easy to say out loud. And so I think I just wanna acknowledge the beauty that you're able to actually admit that. So um, a quote that I love that comes to mind that I'm obsessed with you probably heard before and some people just use it but like, I really was like this is so powerful this too shall pass this too shall pass meaning nothing is permanent nothing is always nothing is all the time and so even in this question I worry that you're just going to set yourself up for failure because in those moments where you don't feel like you actually love yourself where maybe you are criticizing yourself the only thing I can say is saying this too shall pass is to remind yourself that you're not always going to feel like that. Because if you stay, if you really do think it, now you've got one other thing you have to overcome. You're already beating yourself up and now you're beating yourself up over the fact that you can't let go of the fact that you're judging yourself. That made any sense at all. So it is going to be very important for you for, to remind yourself that whatever state you are now isn't going to be a permanent state and so now we go okay if it's not going to be a permanent state how do I in those moments where I don't feel like I love myself you use the word hate so I'm actually just going to say that because you used it when I hate myself what can I do so that I can recognize I'm not going to stay here because it doesn't feel good right and so that's the thing is that don't judge yourself. Don't go, oh my God, here I am again. I can't believe I'm freaking hating on myself. Oh my God, I'm so terrible. Well, now you're just hating on yourself even more and it didn't help. So 
That's where I would say, I was like, okay, I hate myself, okay. In fact, here it is. Lisa, you're back here again. It's okay. You're hating yourself. It's okay, Lisa. We know you. We got you. And I would even talk to myself like that. See, I'm rubbing my hands. It's like, we got you. It's okay. Now just go through why you hate yourself. Like, I really do do this because once you actually just look at the raw of why you're saying you hate yourself, it really does allow you to see the truth of it, right? Instead of going, oh my God, you're, you're so this and you're so that. It's like, I hate myself right now because, like actually say because. And then say, is this actually something I find of value? So what I mean by that is I used to, without realizing it, I would walk by the mirror, not it became a habit. I would walk by the room and, oh, God, your thighs are hit. Oh, God, your nose. And that was it. I, I literally would consistently just keep saying, oh, God, this, oh, God, that. So first of all, I didn't even recognize I was doing it. So in fact, let me start. That's where you need to start. Recognize the moments where you are hating on yourself. And so once I started to do that, once I started to oh, wow, how many times do I do that to myself? Because I didn't even realize. I didn't even realize I was saying that to myself. So that was the first thing, acknowledge when you're hating on yourself. Oh man, I'm doing that. Like every time I walk past the mirror, I'm always criticizing myself. Okay, well, instead of judging myself for it, go, these are the moments. Oh, every time I walk past the mirror, I clearly am always hating on myself. So I've got choices. Do I either not walk in front of the mirror? That's very possible. Do I practice saying, damn, you're fine. Or whatever word you want to use. That's what I would say. Oh my God, that was so funny. I can't even believe you. I said that out loud. But imagine, right? Like, that's how I would think. It's like, how do I spin this? Every time I look in the mirror and all I see is like the negative stuff. Okay, Lisa, I promise myself. And it's going to be hard. And it's going to be habit, uh, habit forming. Every time I step in the mirror, the first things in my mind is going to be, damn, you look hot. All right. So now you are practicing a different type of way of the habit formation that you may have of the hate you have for yourself. So that's going to be key is acknowledging and noticing when you're doing those things so that you can then come up with a plan to do the opposite or a plan to interrupt, to disrupt that idea, disrupt the hate that you are having for yourself. Now, another thing a lot of people have said that I actually think is amazing is Maybe you write down all the things that you hate about yourself, that you say to yourself. Now, imagine you say that to your friend. Well, what you can actually do, while that can like, may give you like the sick feeling of like, oh God, I would never say that to my friend. So actually, this is a great way to come up with the opposite. Put the, all the things on one side, all the stuff you say you hate about yourself on one side, put a line, and then on the other side, put what you would say Instead, if your friend thought like this, what words, not what she, what, oh no, you've got a lovely nose, not that, but if you could give her advice, what advice would you give her on what words to change about herself? Because that's what's really hard. It's really hard to look at the inside of what you're doing to yourself. It's really freaking hard, guys. So if it's easier to put it on someone else and then use it as a third person so you can actually see the words that you're saying to yourself, that could be really powerful. And then once you've identified the words that you're saying to yourself, then you have the other column that allows you to flip it and change the wording. And now you've got a little mini dictionary. Keep that in your pocket. Don't beat yourself up. Every time you slip, no big deal. Take it out. Go, oh, 
yep, shit, I was supposed to say that. All right, thank you. And then repeat it. Habit, habit, habit. But you have to create the habit. And in order to create the habit, you have to have a plan in place. And so my plan is, let's say a little cheat sheet, you pull it out and you use different words. So that to me is how you start to recognize when you hate yourself, to recognize it and then what to do when you are in it. Now, the self-love and then the hate, the, the yin and the yang, I'm going to be honest because I'm not going to bullshit you guys. Sometimes I find it very, very useful because I've changed the language I use with hate. It's the improvement and the improvement. And the reason why I call it improvement is because hate's a hard word. But if I say the improvement side of me, that side of me is the one that's saying, Lisa, you're terrible in front of the camera. Lisa, who the hell do you think you are? Lisa, you're going to go on the camera with, in pink? So if I take the word hate and I use the word improvement, now when that voice in my head that is trying to be mean, that's trying to be cool, that's trying to tell me all the things of what I'm bad at and what I'm not good at. I now use the word improvement. Now that voice that is telling me you're no good, like you're not good in front of the camera. Well, hang on, improvement. Thank you for telling me I'm not in front of the camera. Oh, I need to improve. Great. How do I improve? So I'm using the negative feedback in my head as actually a tool to better myself, which then makes me love myself more because now I'm not beating myself up because now I've gone, oh, all this hate that you just had over here, the improvement is actually helping you get better. So now it becomes like this like weird love relationship with myself where I'm using the hate as fuel but again, I'm changing the word hate. I'm just using it as fuel. I'm using it as a way to say what I have to do better. How can I improve? Um, what are the things I'm not good at right now? I use that negative voice as a way to help me there. And then you have the self-love that also comes in and that um, gives you the pat on the back. But also, I'm also going to say, I don't necessarily want self-love all the time. I don't want to all be like, at least everything's okay. Just love yourself. No, you're fine. No, I'm not. I've got to improve. I want to get better. I want to improve. I want to get stronger. I want to get better in front of the camera. I want to get better in the gym. I want to be a better wife. I want to be a better friend. I want to be a better host. So to me, I love the juxtaposition, the yin and the yang of love and self-improvement. How do you remain confident on a day when you aren't looking or feeling your best? As women, we know we can be treated differently based on looks or how we show up each day, the amount of effort we put in. My confidence can be affected based on this because I notice how differently I'm treated if I don't put as much effort in. All right, this is a really, really interesting question because what comes first? Feeling confident so that you look confident or look confident so that you then feel confident? It's going to be tricky because I actually think you need both because you're saying on days that I don't feel confident or I don't look, feel my best. Okay, guaranteed girl, guaranteed. The days you don't feel your best, you're not showing up as your best. Why? Because you don't freaking feel your best. It's human nature. Of course you don't. So there are going to be times we're not feeling good. I had a hormone therapist on my show and we literally discussed this very thing that women actually have 30 day cycles. And in those cycles, there are actually times in those 30 days where you actually get different chemicals and those chemicals make you feel more confident. And there's also times in your cycle that actually you feel less confident. And what I freaking love is she literally explains, this is when you should go ask for that pay rise. This is when you definitely shouldn't ask for that pay rise. This is when you should, let's say, address a problem in your relationship 
relationship. This is definitely when you shouldn't address a problem in your relationship. All based on your cycle and how your cycle is affecting you, your mood and your hormones. We cannot as women forget that. We cannot as women forget that we actually have hormones and moods. That's so natural. So I'm assuming, I'm not a freaking doctor, but here's what I guess. Is that on those days where your hormones are in a certain cycle of your period, you are not feeling great. So what happens? You don't feel great. You probably then don't dress to your best, right? Because you don't have the energy. I get it. I totally get it. But now what happens? So I literally just said about how you dress for confidence. So you can imagine now you're not feeling great. So you don't, you want to put on your sweats. You want to put on like the loose sweater because you've got more room. You want to put on that really old bra to give you some room around the, the waist. Like all of these little things you want to do. So what is that doing? It's actually not making you feel confident, which is fine. But it, to me at least, when I have to dress to be confident, I have an outfit. I have like a weight. So if you're dressing differently, because you're feeling differently, you're then walking indifferently, which means your body posture is probably going to be different because of all these other things. So now imagine, let's say it's work that you're talking about. You walk into the room, you've just done all this. You may not even realize you've done. And so now when you walk into the room, people see all of it. They don't just see one thing. They don't just go, oh, she hasn't put on makeup. So clearly she's, you know, they probably don't do that. The chances are you've done so much to bring into the room that dictates whether you are confident or not. You have no control over how the other people react to you, but you have control over how you react to them, but you also have control of how you show up that day. And so I just go to, I don't beat myself up. There are absolute days where I'm in my sweats because I'm not feeling great. I don't put my makeup on. I tie my hair back and I literally have Zoom meetings all day in my sweats, no makeup, and my hair up. I've just decided for myself that this is how I'm going to show up today. Now, if you really, really want to, because it's a big meeting, then that's on you. If you've got something, you have to show up really freaking badass and feeling freaking confident. You have to do the work to do that. So you actually ended the question on my confidence can be affected based on this because I notice how differently I am treated if I don't put as much effort. Now, here's the question. Are you looking for it? Because remember, you don't feel it. Let's say you woke up really groggy that day. You don't really feel it. You put on an outfit that's just comfy. You then walk in, kind of sluggish. Your body posture's like this. So you already know. You're probably already preempting. So when you walk in, you're like maybe even scanning. Oh man, that person. Yeah, see, I knew it. I knew that they were going to think I wasn't confident. I knew they were going to treat me differently. It becomes confirmation bias. So you've got to be really freaking careful that you're not doing that too. Now to come all the way back and bring this all together into a nice tight little knot. The great thing is, is that you don't always have to be confident. You don't always have to be confident. But if you want to and you notice, huh, when I don't do this, when I don't do that, when I don't do this, when I don't do that, I'm actually not as confident. It's amazing that you know that, but you cannot, and you've got to work on it, you cannot let other people, the way they look at you, whatever, you cannot let them impact, whether you feel the confidence or not. So what if you're not wearing makeup? Are you still you? Are you still freaking badass? Are you still showing up every day to be the best you possibly can be? Maybe you're even not, in fact, screw that. Imagine it's a day that you're not feeling great. Imagine it's a day you're not showing up as your true self. 
Imagine is the day you come in your sweats and you're like, I am so off and yes, everyone's giving me it and they're not showing me like the confidence or they're not showing me, they're not treating me the way that I feel like I can be treated. It's okay. Like it's okay. You can't be on all the time. So now in these situations, I go, when is it important to be that person? When is it important to show up? And I'm gonna add one little last thing. I had a relationship sex expert, Sex with Emily, on Women of Impact. And the biggest thing she said is inside and outside the bedroom, the one trait, the one trait universally, whether you're a man, woman, whatever, that you find attractive in someone else is confidence. So to me, it doesn't actually matter whether you wear makeup or not. It doesn't actually matter whether you're wearing sweats or those beautiful spanks. It doesn't really matter. Are you exuding confidence? Because let me tell you, when you exude the confidence, it doesn't freaking matter anything else because people are so focused on that confidence. So it all comes back down to, are you doing the internal work? Are you doing the internal work on being confident before you step into that room? Because if you don't, if you don't, you cannot seek it from outside people. You've got to walk in knowing that you're freaking confident. And guys, it's exactly that, is that you don't have to feel confident every time you do something. You just have to show up. You don't have to always feel confident to do something, to get the life you want. You don't have to have the confidence you can really honestly have freaking radical confidence and do it anyway. And it's in the doing it anyway that freaking builds the confidence that you want to walk into that room, whether you're wearing sweats, whether you're not wearing makeup, no matter how you freaking look, that's how you walk in the room and freaking own it.